0: And talk about something else today because all of America had a big collective gasp <gasps> this last week when you thought that your money was gone and you thought that you wouldn't get your money back. Y'all were real nervous. I uh, went over to Wells Fargo the other day, and Wells Fargo, the general manager, said, everybody is coming to take their money. Oh, my God, they all coming to take it. Where are you going to put it? Under your mattress? Where are you going to put it? Where are you going to put the money? Let me just take it out. I don't know. And you all get nervous. So we're going to pray, and we're going to talk about it. Praise the Lord, somebody. All of you all who worried about your money, let's talk about it time day. Praise the Lord. It's a good word, I promise you. Father, uh, thank you for... Uh, each person and where we are sp- on our spiritual journey with you. God, will you just um, um, teach us today and get us to be one step closer to you? Wherever we are, wherever we are on our journey, just take us one more step forward to be closer and in a more intimate relationship with you. Prepare our hearts, remove all our distractions in Jesus' name. Everybody said. All right, we're going to start by reading the word today. And so if you don't mind, look at the person beside you and say, uh, please stand and let's read together. Look at them and tell them, please stand and let's read together. Everybody, come on. Let's get to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter number 1. All right, Um, everybody read with me. Everybody, here we go. Then God said, let us according to our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Say this phrase with me again. And then God said, Let make man in our own, according to our, one more time. Here's what God is saying. Let, us. whoa, 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 whoa. Let us, huh? So, huh? So, it's not just God the Father, it's Elohim. Elohim represents God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In Genesis chapter 1, we're in, introduced to the Trinity. So, here you have all of them before the foundation of the earth saying, Hey, man, let us make in our, oh, in our image according to our. Life. Next verse, here we go. Then he says, God created man in his, in the image of, he created him, male and female, he created them. So God said, We're in the Godhead, we're having a discussion, and we want to create man. Genesis chapter 1 gives us the overview of what God did in creation. Genesis chapter 2 gives us the details of what he is doing. So Genesis chapter 1, he said, I want to create man, and I want him to rule over everything. And so he says, I want man to replicate who I am on earth. Then he flips it. Let's go to Genesis chapter number 2. Chapter number two says this. The man said, this is, and she shall be called, because she was, my, 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 my. Here's the verse you don't like. Next verse. For this reason, a man shall, stop right there. There it is. You must leave. (laughs) That means you shouldn't still need their money. Somebody say leave. Leave. That means you shouldn't still be in their house. Somebody say "Leave." leave. That means she should, mama shouldn't still be influencing you in all your marital issues. Get your mama out of your business. Uh-huh. Somebody say leave. leave. Say twice, leave, or leave. leave, leave. Let's go. <laughs> for this reason, for this reason and be to his wife. Well. So you must leave and then you must cleave. So you must leave your mama and your daddy, and then you must cleave to your wife. So the text says, then the text lastly says, and the two shall become one. Say it again, say it again, say it again. And and the, no, no, that's not what it says. It says, and they shall become one flesh. Now, the problem is you have too many people walking around as two and not one. You have too many people that don't understand the oneness that Christ died for so that you and your spouse can become one. What we have is a lot of people walking around as two and not as one. And no more do they do this than when it comes to your money. That's why you learn how to account. I don't care what she do with her little money over there. Let her do what she do with her little money. And I'll do what I do with my little money. Here we go, let me get on the street now that somebody gonna jump out of their chair right now. That's why you got to have prenups, because you don't trust each other. You don't trust each other, so because you do, and you got too much, and money is your God, you got to make sure she can't get what you got. Y'all all right? You got real quiet in here. Say it! and they shall become One. let's go to Luke chapter 14 now here's what God says in Luke chapter 14 you got to remember Luke, Ephesians chapter 5 he says that the, that the, the relationship between a man and a woman is simply a mirror of Christ and the church so whatever you do with Christ and church you do here, here's what he says in verse 33 so then None of you can be my disciple who does not give up all his. Somebody going to run out just based on that. In other words, here's what he's saying. If you think it's your money, then you can't be my disciple. If you think I don't work hard for my money, ain't no God going to tell me what to do with my money. And Jesus said, no problem. You ain't my disciple. You somebody else's, you money's disciple. But you ain't Yahweh's disciple. You ain't Elohim's disciple. So I get quiet real quick. Whenever a preacher starts talking about money, folks get real funny. All of a sudden they'll be like, look at here. Don't leave me alone. I done made it. Leave me alone. That's why every now and again, God has to allow something to happen like what happened this last week, where you think your security was in your bank account, and he said, if I want to, I can just, I can just He has to show it. it reveals our heart when the when 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 SVB says, Well, we thought we had the money, but we don't have it. And then now you become a socialist. Real quick, government, can you take over, please, quick? Can you take over, Gov? We need you, Gov. Not Jesus. We need you, Government. Why? Because it's revealing who our God really is. You may be seated. You might not like it, but you may be seated in the house of the Lord. I didn't come here to impress you, I came here to teach you. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. Put your seatbelt on. By the way, in this service, I'm just warning you, you do not have permission to look at my wife. As I go through this message, I need you to leave my wife alone. Do not look at her facial. I have not had this conversation with her either. Do not look at her facial uh, gestures as I go through this entire sermon. Half the sermon is about her and I, and you will get to laugh and enjoy. Don't look at her. Just look at me and look at the Bible. Amen. 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 okay so 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 the, the, in Genesis chapter one he says he talks about this thing called oneness and why it is so important to healthy relationships in, in order to understand it fully i got to explain something to you so I need all three of you gentlemen why don't you come up here with me and let's, and let's have a conversation uh, one to yeah, come on up here, Just either way, just come on, just, her, you look up, put a little pep in that step. Yeah, come on up here. <laughs> there you go. All right, so they're going to represent somebody, and then and then I want you to come up here too, please, so young man. Now none of you, not you, not you. We rehearsed this already, this one. You come on up here. <laughs> so on this side, gentlemen, on this side we have what's represented as Elohim. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and they're represented as three in one. And so the God, the Father said, let us make man. Let us make man. General view, uh, chapter 1, let us make man. Chapter 2 specifically, he made everything. He looks at man, and he says, mm this ain't good. Something wrong with him being by himself. Something wrong with that. So then he says, then he says, then he, but by the way, notice, the devil don't show up when it's just a man. He don't show up. Not in chapter 2 here. He don't show up in chapter 1. He don't show up in chapter 2 because it's just a man. And Here we go. And the man don't look like the image of God. The, the, the Elohim, when the Elohim creates man, it don't look like Elohim. So then he says, let me put him to sleep. He puts him to sleep. And then voila, he shapes a woman. He, he, he makes man and then he shapes a woman. Come on up here, woman of God. Uh, then the woman of God shows up, so then, as a, as, a, as a real gentleman, he gets his bride, bring her up here, well done young man. So then now he says, he looks over here and he says, this is Elohim, but it, it still, this still don't look like this. Until God shows up in this relationship, Is the only time you begin to look like that. Single folk, come here single folk, come here single folk. That's why you don't believe in missionary dating. That's why you don't get somebody saved so that they can marry you. That's not what you do. Because when you hang out and you save and they ain't saved, then Jesus can't be all up in here. It is when both of you know Jesus that now you show up and now you look like Elohim. Here's why. Because when Elohim shows up, the goal of Elohim is he wants you to replicate what he looks like in the world. You don't just get married for sex, you get married because God wants you to replicate what he looks like everywhere he goes. That is why it's in chapter 3 that that, that the devil says, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want the world to look like Elohim, so I got to break this up. He didn't break it up when it was Adam alone. He broke it up when now you start looking like God. Because now Adam is talking to God and talking now to his bride. And then that's when the devil shows up. Because he despises anything that looks like God. If your marriage looks like God, he wants to tear it up. And you just want to think, let's just get out of this because it's not we, we have irreconcilable differences. God sent you here and brought you two together so that you can look like him. And you want to destroy it because you don't feel like it anymore. You want to destroy it because they just we just can't get along. And God says there's something way more important than just you not getting along. And that is you representing me on every avenue, in every city, in every town, in every country, so that the world can know what God looks like because they look at your marriage. Oh, I'm helping somebody today. Lord have mercy. The problem then is, When you decide, here we go now, that your money is not God's, it's my money. Now you just kick God out of the relationship. Now you're looking like, uh, we don't need to look like God because we don't want God to own what we got because we got it. My Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And since it is, when you kick God out of how you're going to manage your money, you have just invited the devil in so that he can have you live separately financially. When you don't talk about money because you have so much, hey, you just go spend your little money over there. I'll spend my little money over there. What you're really saying to God is, God, you don't own nothing up in here. We own it and we'll distribute it as we feel necessary. You have just invited the devil in your house and you don't even know it. That is the problem I'm trying to address today. Because this week it highlighted it. Folk losing their minds, losing everybody running to the back. Give them my money! As if you have no God who is in full control. Come on, let's give these men and women a round of applause. Come on. Thank you, fellas. Ma, 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 ma for are compatible. It's not just compatibility. There is so much more to it than that. We good so far, everybody? You're going to be all right. So everybody wants oneness, but there are seven categories for intimacy or seven categories for oneness that we should be pursuing. The first one is the spiritual category. Everybody wants sexual intimacy, but you don't realize that foreplay comes between number one and number six. So if you want real sexual intimacy, then you got to make sure you have oneness in these six areas before you get to this one. So you need oneness spiritually. You need oneness emotionally. You need oneness intellectually. You need oneness physically. You need oneness relationally. You need oneness oneness financially. The five areas that causes people to get a divorce, that the statistics have said, number one is conflict, number two is communication, number three is roles, number four is sex, number five is money. The one we're zooming in on today is why is money such a big problem in most homes? Why is it 77% of families cannot talk about money or one person has just decided it's not worth it anymore and I won't say anything else, I'll just listen. I'll just be dominated by the other person. I will sit and suffer in silence because they want dominance when it comes to money. And so the enemy gets in and now he wreaks havoc and one person is suffering in silence when the other person gets their own way. And you pretend as if everything is fine. And because you have more money than meets your needs, all of a sudden, you just say, okay, go over there do your thing. Just, just, just don't bother me with it. Because that's your money. This is my, okay, okay. You're not, let me show, okay, you're not feeling me. Let me show you. Let me show. Here's, here's what really happens in many home, homes. You divide up your stuff. So now you say, okay, this is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to look like. And you say, all right, this is our money. So, you know, you get paid and you put some money in here. This is our money. Praise God, and then he says, "This my money," and so he got some money, and he put his money in his little box. And then she says, "This my money," and then she says she put some money in, 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 uh, in, 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 in. and she puts, she put, it can't even fit, it can't even fit, it can't. It can't. <laughs> And then, and then, and then, and one of them is like, you know, a little money manager. So that one said, well, listen, we got to put something up for the future. We got to make sure something go in the future. And then somebody put behind their back an extra one for the future, for the future. And then, and then, and then you're looking back over, and then, and then she gets some more money, some more money, <laughs> some more money. And then, and then you said, well, we need God to protect this. Notice the motive. We need God to protect all we got. So we need to, um... We need to give God some. So God um ju- So then God just make sure all of this is taken care of and then somebody feels guilty. So they said, Let me put behind my back and give God a little money when there ain't nobody looking. Nobody looking. Let's give God a little more. And then and then this one looks like. And here's the problem with this. Then you have some left over and you'd be like, Well, what do we do with all of these left over? Let's go to let's go to Neiman's. We got a little leftover, praise the Lord, got some little extra coming in. And he said, well, um, you know, I've been wondering. I have this little toy I want, so let me get my little toy. And so, and so, and let's put some more in the future. And then, uh, they got to pass the begging again. Let's get let's off a little more. That's how it looks. And most people live like this. This is how you really live. Here's why. Because you think it's your money. That's why you do this. What you really should be doing is saying, you know what? It's, 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 not, it's not ours. It's not, it's not his. It's not hers. It's really not even about our future. It's, 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 it's really, God, you're not just a little piece of this thing, actually, God. Um, God, actually, um, all of it is yours now listen if you don't believe all of it is his it means that now you're saying God leave me alone get out of my money situation I will manage it we don't even need to talk about it I give her enough I give him enough we don't need to talk about it I'll make the most so I run the show it's all my power and it's all my money when you do that, you're leaving God out and you're inviting the devil in, and you don't even realize. For some of you, it's, you just don't talk about it. For others of you, it's we 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 are so good at what we do, we have divvied it all out, and we know what we're doing. So we go. It's not until a crisis like yes, like this last week happens, when you be like, "Whoa, you mean God? You can just potentially remove it all, and all my security is gone?" Yeah, that's what he's saying. That's why he doesn't want you to have any other God but him, including the one that Americans love the most, which is the money God. It's all right. Just admit your sins. It's the first part of health. Admit your sins. It's okay. We all got it. So then what do we do? Why does this situation perplex so many couples? Even those that are silent and don't talk about it, and it looks like it's fine, but somebody is suffering in silence they just haven't told you yet so in order to understand this fully let me show you a couple of things that usually get in the way of love and money this is what it really looks like let me get 10 of them that gets in the way of love and money so sometimes you have two different sets of goals other time you have discontentment this one y'all love other times you, you have somebody hiding receipts and purchases You hide stuff. So, so, so you make sure the Amazon dude comes between two and four. Because you got to get home. You know what? Tell the truth. If you've ever done that, you don't want nobody to see what's going on. Just wave your hand. Just confess your sins. Just confess your back. Just wave your hand and say, I, I, I need help, Lord. I need help. I need, I need help. That's you. Good, good, good. Some of you want to tell the truth. But many of us do this all the time. Here's another one. Retaliatory spending. Okay, so you spend, okay, no problem, no problem, no problem. Two in the morning. Hey, demons, will you send this to me early Tuesday morning at noon? And you do retaliatory spending. Since they get to spend, you get to spend. But you're not going to let them outspend you. Here's here's another The lack of clarity, you don't talk about it, you just get what you get, or you just spend your own money, but leave the rest of the money alone. Here's another five. Impulse versus planned spending. Some of you struggle with the impulse spending. You see something, and you got to buy it. You can't help it. You even say the Lord whispers to you <laughs> that you should buy this. And over time, you just buy, 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 buy. The other one is avoiding talking about money whatsoever because it's, it brings up too much tension. So let's just not talk about it. The, the other one is not feeling cared for. You don't even care about me, but you sit and suffer in silence. You don't care about me. You just care about yourself. The other one is excluding one another from purchases. You Just exclude. you know, I'm just, I'm just not going to tell them. I'm just going to do me. And then the last one is all this anxiety and worry over money. But it shows up in couples. It shows up as an individual. By the way, singles, you don't dare check out because this is where you need to If you love to impulse buy, this is where you deal with it now because you're going to have to deal with it in marriage. This is where you don't try to hide money from yourself. You have some folk who hide money from them. You have some folk who hide money and don't even know where the money is. (laughs) So let me show you the beginning of unraveling this issue, which is why Christians, we have to do this if we're going to honor God and honor our spouses in this tale. There are four money languages, four of them. Go to the bottom of your notes, turn your page over, go to the bottom of the notes, and here's where these four are. Number one, everybody in here is one of these. Everybody. You just must decide, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, and you're going to get to stand when you, to decide which one you are. Drivers. Drivers see money as a means of success or status. They value money as a means of success or status. They want people to know that they got money. They want people to know that they're special, that they're in the middle, upper middle Uh, lower, upper, they want them to know. And you want them to know because of how you dress, because of what you drive, because of where you live, but you want everybody to know. And they're overly dependent on money for their significance and status, and they usually are greedy. They just won't say it. Because it sounds bad to say you, you struggle with greed. All of us struggle with one of these, by the way, so don't get too hard on this one. Yours is coming too, okay? Yours is coming. But this is this guy. Number two. Second one says is the analytic. The analytic. He This one, he or she, believes money wards off chaos and problems, and they're well-structured financially. Oh, these are your savers. You're either a res- you're either a lake or you're a river. A lake says, give me all you got. I'll take all the water you can give me, and I'm going to store it. Or you're a river, hey man, let money flow. It will come again. Let money flow. It will come again. Let money flow. You're one of the two. This guy is the, is the light that they believe that they will ward off stuff that from happening in the future. They're legalistic uh, regarding budgeting. You can't miss the budget and money issues. And they place the budget above another person's feelings. So they're All my savers, that's who you are. You want to save everything because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. That's who you are. You, you're scared that what happened to your mama are going to happen to you. So then you say, I ain't, going, no, I ain't going to be broke again as God is my weakness. You can take that to the bank. I ain't going to be broke again. And you don't care what nobody else says. You are entrenched in this position and you will not be, I shall not be moved. That's who you are. Now, the world needs a lot of these people and most of y'all are going to be this one. That's why you live up here, because you done saved and planned and built all the million-dollar houses. Okay, number three. Come on. This is my favorite. This is my favorite right here. The, The amiable. This person right here, their relationships and people are the focus of their finances. They just want to be a blessing to everybody else. So they see relationships as an opportunity to be a blessing to other people. So every time they get money, they just want to bless somebody else with it. Somebody make it, give it to me, and let me give it away. That's what they say. So the lack of money translates as an inability to demonstrate love. So now they feel bad because they can't bless somebody else. So they feel like they're not loving people because they can't bless them. And often they're poor money managers. Because as soon as they get it, they bless somebody with it. That's how they live their lives. But they're amiable people. They see it as an opportunity to be a blessing to others. To focus on the relationships that they have. So every time they go out, they want to they wanna pay for everybody. Let me pay for everybody. I know you're struggling. Let me pray for everybody. That's who they are. They're amiable people. They're so sweet. Left to themselves, they're broke. <laughs> Number four, they're expressive. Woo, they're expressive. They believe that money buys respect and admiration of others. That's, why, that's how they value it. They see that it buys the respect and admiration of others. And they hide their feelings of insecurity or incompetence with money and a tendency to value acceptance above budgets. So this person right here enjoys the finer things of life. They want you to see what they got. Now, that's enough for one day. All of you have one of those four. All of us. So I am number two. I'm analytic. Don't look at Jada. My wife is number four, expressive. So then, both of us, when we get together, it's very interesting. Because for me, don't laugh at me, laugh at your own story, because you got drama too. Um, for me, 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 um, the way I go about things is I don't want to be broke, because I know what it means to be broke. I don't want to not have money to give my kids to go to school. Or I don't want to have, uh, uh, I'm worried about the future and what might happen. So then I got to make sure we got some money in the kitty. So that's why I will not spend the dime. I won't. I really am. Because I, I fear what might happen in the future. So I want to protect and make sure we have enough today. My wife, on the other hand. Don't look at her. what you look? Come on, look at me. You mess up my household every Sunday, all of (laughs) y'all. Because my wife's going to wear her shoes up here, and y'all, you're going to say, ooh, hey, Jada, where you get that shoes from? And she's expressing herself, and you are are encouraging her to express (laughs) herself (laughs) more. What is wrong with y'all? Oh, she might wear something up here, and it's flowing in all her glory. And about, oh, that's so cute! Can you tell me about it? Where you got that from? So I can get me one. And then it inspires her to go get another cute one. I'm glad you think it's funny. On, on the other hand when it's my turn somebody, everybody be asking me lately hey pastor I like your kicks dog your kicks be clean dog I like them and by the way you never wear another one twice well how, how many pairs you got I said I got 16 pairs and he said "Whoa, hmm, each of those costs a pretty penny now pastor let me help you out I didn't pay for one of them they're all gifts because I'm too cheap to pay that much money for no sneakers. So some one of our godly prosper members gives me tennis shoes to wear. That's why I'm wearing them. If it wasn't for him, I'd go right down there, get me a good 30 no, $50 shoes and wear it. That's because I'm so cheap. I will not buy no expensive tennis shoes to wear every Sunday. And for sure, I ain't changing it every week to suit y'all. That ain't me. So when you see me with attention, don't think I'm spending a doggone dime. I ain't. In the name of Jesus. Because I'm cheap. Can I get a witness you analytics with me? Glory to God. So quit telling Jada how beautiful she looks. Because she's spending more. And she don't get hers for free. (laughs) Now, but you can see where the conflict comes in. Because I'm trying to think about the future. And she's trying to think about the present. So one day I got a real godly idea. The Lord showed up in my mind and in my devotions. And he says, for her birthday this year, for her birthday this year, you ought to give her a beautiful gift. I said, absolutely, I will. I'm going to bless my wife. So I got her a little box, real cute. She untied it. And it was a receipt for some money I put in her retirement account. <laughs> I'm blessing my wife. Because in the future, she's going to live good. My wife look at me talking about, no, look at here. Ain't nobody care about the future right now, okay? We're trying to live in the present. So can you please give me something in the present, not something in the future? I said, but my job is to make sure that you don't ever have to worry about the future. Because I love you that much. She said, well, that ain't my money language, baby boy. My money language is present and would find. <laughs> okay, stop. That's enough. There's enough laughing at me. No, let's turn it around. Um, if you're an analytic in the house, wave your hand. Wave it, wave it, wave it, wave it, wave it, wave it, wave it. Good. If you are amiable in the house, wave it, wave it, wave it. You just like giving everything away. Give it all away. If, you are, if you're expressive, look at their shoes. When they wave their hand, look at their shoes. If you're expressive, look at their shoes, look at their clothes, look at, their, look at what they got on. They're expressive. They go to Neiman's every other week, every other week. Um, Nobody ever wants to admit that you're a driver, so I'm not even going to ask you. I don't even want to know, just I won't even ask you, because you think that's the worst one. They are bad if they're not surrendered to God. They really, really are. Does that make sense so far, y'all? So what you need to do is have a conversation around which one am I, which one are you, because of what now, the meat of the message is right now. There are five tension areas. That you must get. There are five of them. And they're all vitally important. Now, if you're single, then you need to take some notes. And you need to have these conversations beforehand. Don't have them afterwards. Because you're going to see where your points of tensions and anger and bitterness are. That's why you're going to be like, oh no. That's why the analytics are the ones that always want the prenups. I got too much money. Are you finna to blow my money? I ain't letting you blow it. Oh no. No, no, no. You are not blowing my money. So lawyer, come up with the, uh, all the verbiage so they can't get none of my money. That's what they do. You don't care anymore about what God says and about trust. You care right now about, well, hold on. You're going to try and take my... Well, if you're asking that question, you're marrying the wrong person. Amen. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all with a lot of money don't like that. you like, I'm going to have my freedom. I don't care what nobody say, including God. Number one of the five insights that you have to be cognizant of number one we don't value what our spouse values this is so important what do i value i am i value making sure we have enough for tomorrow and the next day that's where i come when i come to the table i'm thinking about money that's what i come to the table with what does jada value when she comes to the table she cares about do we have everything covered today two different points of view the person is not bad, mine is not better, they're just different, and we need to understand and appreciate why God brought us together. Okay, you're not feeling that, let me help you out. I promise you when I got married, um, I used to make, this is a true story, I used to make $20,000 as a seminary student. My wife, Jada, used to make $60,000, and when I got married, I said, now look at here, we're living off for my 20. So we're going to figure that out, but we live enough of my 20. $20,000, 22 years ago, yesterday, we, 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 we made this decision. Yeah, praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, there have been some ups and there have been some downs. If it wasn't for Jesus. Anyways, let's go quickly. Um, and so, so, so then Jada, I, I, I threw a flag. When I said I'm living off of 20 and we're going to save your 60, she threw a flag, which means we got to go to my spiritual father. So we had to go to him and Jada, Hey, hey, Doc. Jada said, oh, uh, "She don't like that. Uh, she don't get to spend some of her own money, and we got to live off of this this broke dude's money." <laughs> and so. Going to, this is a true story. So I'm like, you know, I'm watching eloquent. I said, say, hey, doc, listen, man. You you know how it is. You gotta plan for the future. We don't know what God's gonna do. We don't know where we're gonna end up. So we gotta plan for the future, doc. And gotta make sure that things are laid out and uh and that and that when uh, when unforeseen circumstances happen, we can provide for them. And and he's listening, and like usually he's nodding his head. And he says, Okay, you finished? He didn't even let Jada talk. Jada didn't even talk. He looked at me and said, Um you do realize we're in America, not Jamaica. <laughs> so let me help you out. Give your wife some money so she can spend and enjoy life today and quit living like you think you're going to be here forever. God only promises you today. Make sure you're enjoying some of the day. So we had to move it from saving 60 to saving 40. And then giving her some money so she can spend. And I I was not happy. (laughs) But I walked in obedience for a little while. Praise the Lord. Now, now, here's why that's important. Because you couldn't tell me I wasn't right. That we had to plan for the future. You just want to party now. Life ain't no party. Life ain't no party. We got to live for the future. And my spiritual father had to say, hey, fool, 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 fool come here. Okay. If you don't let her enjoy the day, you ain't going to make no future. <laughs> 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 ah! oh! uh, two weeks from now Wednesday, you're going to hear Jada's version of all of this. <laughs> but right now you're in, here in Jada's version of none of this. And so we just value two different things. And so he had to remind me that you can't just, listen, dominate the relationship financially. And I didn't even make more money. She made more money than me. But she was trying to be submissive and godly, y'all. She was trying. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I ain't going to be broke again. And she was like, okay, but guess what? I'm going to enjoy some stuff today. At least we had the conversation and somebody else was there to help navigate it. What you don't want. Whoa, 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 whoa. What you don't want is somebody suffering in silence. You've now allowed the enemy to come in. Number two. Come on, let's go. Number two. and Watch this one. We have fears and insecurities our spouse doesn't comprehend. They have some fears they don't comprehend, y'all. Let me show you what this one looks like. Your, your spouse got some fears and you don't comprehend it. So, for example... It looks like this. When I look through this telescope and I'm looking for stuff that I see, right, I'm see- what I'm seeing is really, really big because I'm seeing it from my perspective and I'm valuing it from my perspective and I'm looking into the future. When Jada looks at it, she's looking at it from this way. And what she sees ain't no future. <laughs> what she sees is suffering. What she sees is dominance. What she sees is inflexibility. So all of her... (laughs) (laughs) She got some freedom. She got, yeah, yeah. Finally, somebody telling him. It is a cycle that goes on. It really is a cycle. Let me show you the cycle. The cycle says this. Um, I wanna save toward the future, so I'm gonna work harder at work to make sure we have more money to take care of business. Your wife on the other hand, if depending on who the driver is and all that, your wife on the other hand, your husband on the other hand, they want uh, emotional connectivity. So then they wanna make sure we stay connected. So you working hard, while they plan a vacation, because you have two different values, because she doesn't want the connectivity to be lost, while I don't want the future to be lost, and us be out on the street. So now my fears and insecurity is, is, is leveraging her fears and insecurity, and now we have a cycle going on, and we don't even realize it. So when I go on vacation, I'm worried about how much money we're spending. Jada kicking it. Look at me. I mean, let's get a scrub. Let's get all it. I'll be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, you know what she makes me do now? You know what she makes me do? She's like, okay, now look at here. Whenever we go here, you can't talk about money. We're just going to do what the Lord does. Why are you bringing Jesus into this now? We're going to do what the Lord does, but don't talk about it. Because you spoil it when you have to talk about how much it costs. I don't need no raising or no hands by Jada. Because that's what happens. That's what happened to you too. And it's a part of the process. Which is why you have to value and understand and comprehend what the other person comprehends and values. Number three. <clears throat> Number three. We resist being fully one in marriage. I'm telling you. And so don't talk about oneness that God has for you when you don't even talk about money. When you do yours with what you make and I do mine with what I make. When you don't talk about where we're going, when you don't talk about how do we be present today and fully present. How do we bless other people with what God has blessed us with? When we don't talk about that, then we're not fully one. We're resisting it. And so you just don't want to talk about it because every time you talk about it, it goes in a different direction and somebody feels it. And gentlemen, if you're the one that makes more money, just because you make more money don't mean you're in control. God called you to be one. And just because you happen to be the one that's the breadwinner, that's the primary breadwinner, male or female, does not mean you get to dictate how everything goes. What that is is dominance. What that is is not sacrificial love. What that is is you're a control freak. I mean, I'm saying that in love. <laughs> because I am one too. I really am. (laughs) The the reason why we live with the budget that we live in as a church is because I don't want to put a sign out there one day that says, come by our church. The church we bought this church from, they were were building rich and ministry poor. Because they didn't manage it well. And so there's appropriateness to that. That you have to be able to be good stewards. But there's also the sense of, yeah, but God bless you with this spouse to balance you out so that you don't go too far. And God's balanced them out so they don't go too far. And the window and the the, the beauty of it is when you get to live in the middle. And God uses both of y'all's languages for his glory. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. Number four is we, because we, we, we're different processing and communication style. And it causes a disconnect. That's why, that's why you need to learn these languages. So you know that the person is not trying to hurt you. They're actually trying to help you. And since they are, don't look at them as the enemy. You only have one enemy. His name is the devil. Your job is to make sure we together against him. Amen. That's why when, if your spouse is amiable and they want to give, a, part of, a it is better to give than to receive. So therefore, learn the art of blessing other people. Do you think I, do you think, let me, this is hilarious. Do you think I want to give y'all, every week, the last five weeks, you will get some, give, 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 give. That ain't me. That, that, that. that. All I'm giving costs about $100,000 that we have to give. And give, 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 But when you have other leaders who prioritize other things, you realize the beauty of when you have strict financial discipline with absolute freedom to give it all away for the glory of God. And you balance those two. Now you have something that God can use because no one type is dominating everything. Can I get a witness? Somebody. Woo. Last one. Then I'm done. I'm going to land the plane. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Last one. Here we go. The knee-jerk reaction due to faulty assumption. Here's what we do. Faulty assumptions. Expectations we have. Ownership stuff. You don't own nothing. God owns it all and you're a steward. Uh, faulty. In fear now. That ain't fear. That ain't fear. Assumption. Fearing of me. Well, my friends do this and I'm going to miss out if I don't get to do it. Some things you need to miss out on. And then some things you need to join the group. And be a part of. But it can't always be let's miss out, let's miss out. And it can't always be let's do, let's do. And you've got to have that give and take. And then the next one is project and the last one is motivations. Listen, I'll tell you this last two more stories and then I'm done. Um, um, this one couple, true story, this one couple, um, not doing, don't have a whole lot of money, trying to make ends meet. And they just didn't talk to each other. So they go out to dinner once a week. And every time they go out, they go to a nice, decent restaurant, and he, no, she gets Diet Coke. He gets water. He the saver. And every time he gets water, and he's waiting to see what his wife's going to get, and she get Diet Coke. In his, He didn't tell her this. In his mind, he thinks, why she can't just get water? Water is free. The Diet Coke, $3.50, $4.00. Why the heck are we paying so much for no Diet Coke? You can, get, you can go down the street and get it at Walmart for like, for like 25, 30 cents. You can get a whole bunch of them. In his, this, he's never said this. All in his mind. He's getting water. I'm proud of his water. <laughs> they have meals together. Meals are decently priced. They enjoying it. And right toward the end again, she gets another Diet Coke. This ain't no free refills, baby. That's another So all of a sudden now, he said, that's 10 unnecessary dollars that we didn't need to spend. All because you don't want to drink some water and you need some water. (laughs) Never shared it with her. Never shared it with her. So he goes home, driving on the way home, mad. Over $10. (laughs) Because she ordered that coat and didn't do what godly people do and that's drink water. (laughs) On the other hand, for some reason, she doesn't like the taste of water at that restaurant that they often go to. So the real reason she's drinking Diet Coke is because she just don't like the taste of that water. It's something funny about it. She never tells him, he never tells her. And this goes on for years. And they mad at each other every time they go out, wondering why they can't have sex when they go home <laughs> after that meal, because both of them mad, go watch TV, go do crochet, or whatever they do, and they go. And both of them mad. Why, 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 why? Because they don't want to talk to each other. When they finally realized it, they said, to me, I was just frustrated because I thought you could have taken a Diet Coke. Baby, I'm just frustrated because I didn't like the taste of the water. And then all of a sudden, for real? Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Joker, you could have talked about this five years ago and we wouldn't be here today. Some of you need to go home and have the same conversation about things that have been pissing you off. can you say piss kicking <laughs> you off for a long time Amen <laughs> You're giving the devil a foothold and you don't even realize it All right I'm done I'm done I'm done I'm done I'm done I'm done I'm done, I'm done. Let me let me be done with this How heavy is this glass of water? It depends on how long you can hold it. If you hold it for a long time, your hands start to get numb and the glass gets really, really, really heavy. If you keep holding it, it's going to get so heavy that you're going to be forced to either put it down or it's going to be It's going to fall and splatter everywhere. What we have with most couples today is they're holding on to issues way too long. And now it's the only thing you can think about because it's gotten so heavy on your heart. Resentment, hatred is starting to pent up because you've held on to it for such a long what Jesus is inviting you to do today is cast all your cares upon him. Which means you need to let it go and cast it on him. And then have a, let him lead you to have a conversation about some stuff that's been hurting. And if you're one of those who because you're an analytic, you're so inflexible with what you do. You got to realize if you cannot argue the other person's value more than you can your own. It means you're being ungodly in that relationship. It's your job to understand their perspective better than theirs, better than they do, so that you can sell their argument better than they can, so that you live with them in an understanding way, which is what 1 Peter chapter 3 demands of you. If you do that, then you'll be loving sacrificially. If you do that, ladies, you'll be honoring respectfully. But what you can no longer do after today, is simply let the devil tell you, don't say nothing, like he did in the garden. Don't say, or did God really say? You cannot, you cannot, you cannot allow him to do that anymore, because it's preventing your oneness financially. Can I get a witness? One community. <laughs> Nobody leave yet. Let me pray for us. Father, will you help us now, please? Will you guide us now, please? As we have some tough conversations that I think we need to have. May it allow us to be better. May it allow you to be in the middle of our relationship so that it can reflect the Elohim that created us in the first place. Will you help us to be open, to be vulnerable, to be willing to learn? Because the key to intimacy Is always vulnerability. Teach us. Let us walk up that hill together. The more vulnerable we are, the more oneness we can experience. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. Amen. Everybody, come on. Give God a round of applause.